Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. On DAB, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. This is Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. Shout out to Talk Wrestling. What's up? You're listening to Talk Wrestling on the Talk Sport Network on your Fight Night Extra podcast. I'm with Gavin John Jackson alongside me in association with WWE 2K23. Uh, check out the new game now. Uh, John was telling me he's been doing some absolutely sensational aerial work on the game during his My Rise campaign. So uh, I'll let him tell you a bit more about that in a moment. We've got a cracking show coming up for you today. We're going to be talking about the WWE product post-mania. This has been our first chance to get together since our return from the state. So we'll give our thoughts on all the big storylines so far. Plus, AEW announced that they are running Wembley Stadium on the 29th of August this year. 90,000 people potentially. I'm delighted to say that the wonderful Soraya will be joining the show as part of it as well. That's all coming up on this edition of Talk Wrestling from Talk Sports. Uh, you're listening to Talk Wrestling, Will Gavin, John Jackson alongside me, Soraya coming up a little bit later on the show. I mean, with Mercedes Monet tweeting, asking who the best female wrestlers in the UK are right now and Forbidden Door on the horizon and then All In coming up in London later this year. Oh, I'm getting all excited, John. <laughs> You look very excited. Such yeah, a, such a nurse. When when uh, Mercedes Monet tweeted that, I was just thinking, who would I like to see her face? And other than people who obviously, for contractual reasons, will not be appearing at that, I think Soraya is a really good shout because you know Paige, as she was known in WWE, did some amazing things for wrestling, and certainly with that movie coming out as well, and. Just, you know, she's just, I think she just deserves a huge show in England because, you know, she's done most of her career on the indie scene in England to not many people and gone over to America and done great things, but never really, you know, WWE weren't running big, big shows, you know, obviously running the O2, but not big pay-per-view events when she was with them. And now AEW are doing Wembley Stadium, which is, I think, a little bit nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we've obviously spoken to Tony a bunch over the years, and and I think we will get Tony back on the show again, coming up in the not-too-distant, but... You know, I, he has often suggested that Craven Cottage would be the place he likes to run. That makes some sense to me. 30-odd thousand people, maybe 35 with the floor seats as well. Like, that works. Mm. Wembley is... And it's interesting because Dave Meltzer, you know, amongst others, has been defending it and been saying that, you know, actually if they rope off the seats behind the stage and rope off the top tier and they get, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 mm. in, that's still going to be considered a massive success. And, you know, 50,000 is a number that rivals Clash at the Castle, which is the obvious example from recently. I just, it's... When they said Wembley, I, I, the the immediate reaction was, whoa, that is big. Mm. It's really big. 
it's really big, but you know, you've seen this with NFL, you know, you might not, a lot of people who go and watch the NFL in London don't even go and watch their own team, they just love NFL, so if you think about it, if you just love wrestling, and you know, and AEW is, you know, according to Tony, more accessible because it's on free-to-air TV in the UK, I mean, they must have done some research, they're not going to set themselves up for a huge failure, are they? So they must know that a certain amount of people are going to go, and I find it interesting to see all the people on, on Twitter, which I'm trying to stay away from, because that world is just, it's a bit of a cesspit, as we know, with people just arguing about things they don't actually have any facts about, but, you know, one guy was saying about how well they've had 45,000 ticket sales, and I think it was Dave Meltzer who was like, no, they haven't, no tickets are on sale yet, but they mean 45,000 <laughs> registered people who are interested, and it'll be interesting to see how many of those people that register their interest will actually stump up the what's probably going to be a hundred odd quid to go and watch it because that is a completely different thing to you know people signing put their email in doesn't really take much effort does it apart from you know partying with cash and having to travel to london if you don't live in london and getting accommodation all those things it's interesting that it's at wembley because you know obviously craven cottage was mentioned i've seen people saying that it's a residential area so that's the problem i'd imagine fulham playing football over the august bank holiday is probably a bigger problem for for that stadium but yeah i think it's going to be really really good and i think we're going to get some really really good matches and obviously if mercedes monet i mean would that be her AEW debut could be her AEW debut couldn't it well what i think that we what i'm expecting to see and i think forbidden door is the next big one that's obviously in toronto it's another international market for them it's just that kind of well, Forbidden Door first and foremost. Sorry, Forbidden Door that international market, Toronto. I think with her work with New Japan, with appearing there, I think we could see Mercedes Monet turning up in AEW there. I think you'd see a, cha- a challenging Jamie Hater maybe at that event, and then you have maybe Hater, Monet, Soraya, Triple Threat. I'm not saying that's going to main event Wembley. I think they main event it with, you know, maybe Omega Osprey 3, mm. uh, something of that nature. Like, they try and have some kind of tie-in. Like, they, they, they do it with an AEW title match, but I could see it as co-headline, second on to final on the billing, give Soraya that massive pop. You know, I'm going to ask her about her memories and her thoughts on... Yeah, growing up in uh, the, in England as a as a massive wrestling mm-hmm. nerd, and yeah, this is the biggest show probably run in this country since SummerSlam '92. That's not to put down. Clash of the Castle was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and it was the biggest show run in this country since SummerSlam '92 at that point. And having Money in the Bank coming this summer, I think is going to be an unreal show, and we're going to be doing so much coverage from that as well. Cannot wait for it. But the bold strokes to go and do Wembley yeah. with the sign- historical significance of everything that comes along with that I think we'll have a real I, I think with Soraya that's going to be something that has some personal weight yeah. she's also by the way a massive TalkSport fan yeah, her yeah, whole yeah. family are she told us that in New Orleans so as much as we're going to be talking to her on Zoom today from her home out in uh, I believe she's in Florida at the moment we will be getting her in studio when she comes out of here. Of course. Like, it's got to happen. And I think we'll be speaking with Jamie Hayter, actually. Um, She's over for a uh, wrestling convention coming up, I think, later next month. Okay. They're running a show in London and a show in Manchester, and AEW have said that they will line something up with her while she's out here to come in and do something. I mean, I love the fact that I'm finding this out as you are <laughs> listening to this right now, this is this is great. And actually, some some live Doing rea- the legwork, baby. some live reaction here. Will I've just uh, looked at when AEW Forbidden Door is right? It's in Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, lovely city. Twenty fifth of June. Guess where I am on the twenty fourth of June? Are you in? Well, I'm in Portland, Oregon, but it's the same continent. 
that's definitely doable. And then, Oregon, no, but Toronto, then, then fly back from there. No, then the week after, I've got to go down to uh, somewhere where they do motor racing. I think it's Ohio area. In Indiana or something. It's uh, yeah, somewhere, somewhere, near, somewhere near Indianapolis. That's the same sort of... It, I can make it work, Will. Yeah, let's Forbidden do it. doors on. It's... It, um, <laughs> actually, no, that's uh, that's Glastonbury weekend. I'm not coming to Forbidden Doors. No, door. you're not. Sorry. You're watching Queens of the Stone Age in a field somewhere, <laughs> but that's fine. But yeah, I'm very, very <laughs> excited about that. And uh, you know what? I, I hope that... I mean, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, about, about people potentially leaving their current promotion. You know, we've seen Bailey dropping some hints we've also seen Becky Lynch dropping some hints this week as well I mean I think it's all you know it's all a play isn't it they want the money they want the they want the big Roman Reigns money they want the uh, Jalen Hurts equivalent money from uh, from a bit of topical NFL yeah, news there yeah. Good, very um, good yeah I mean I was talking, no, the weird thing I was talking about this with Darren Bent yesterday because Darren Bent doesn't care for wrestling but loves NFL and we were talking about the differences and I was saying oh he's got like a Roman Reigns kind of deal you know, the biggest you know miles ahead of anyone else kind of thing and he didn't have a clue Roman Reigns was and it was absolutely <laughs> pointless but that's what I'm saying. But I, I would like to... I mean, there's been the Drew McIntyre rumours that his contract's up at the end of July. Yeah, what if he doesn't re-sign left. it and he comes and does it or something? I don't know. I, I think, for me, the, the interesting thing with the AEW... AEW, now they've got Sarai. Uh, Mercedes Monet comes in as well. You know, women's wrestling isn't a priority in New Japan or in Japan in general. They, they have their whole own mm-hmm. promotion and it's absolutely superb. And if you, you know, you've never checked out Stardom or anything like that, you should absolutely go and do so. There's some brilliant work being done out there. AEW does still take flack for its women's division, even though it does... It's doing more and more, and with the likes of Soraya coming in, and it is building up, and I think there's some really good, exciting talent coming through there. I don't see where if Bailey or Becky were to leave WWE where they're going to get the money the prestige the main events the things that they do get in WWE right now I still think it feels like a bit of a play and actually whilst Bailey hasn't been booked hugely strongly she has been given her own faction she is going to get opportunities I think over the next year at things like you know title shots etc you are going to have yeah, Becky Lynch is still in that picture although the Trish Stratus heel turn that was <laughs> that was you know <laughs> well, we were expecting that later in the year things kind of, we were but I think that there was an element to it of Becky's going to leave what I've got to do it now <laughs> yeah I think there's an element to it you, you get it done at Backlash you do it while it's all still going down I really I, I feel looking at the product overall yeah. Raw after Mania wasn't great and obviously we've got the Endeavour deal that's happened with WWE right now and, and Vince McMahon you know, being back in some kind of creative control but saying he's not going to be involved in the weeds he's not going to be involved at that sort of level that he is only going to be a guy that you know deals with big picture stuff and and talking to people within the company the impression i get as a general rule is that vince will be you know involved in the big four Involved in the really book, big, big booking decisions, not the book booking decisions, the big booking decisions. When, when does he debut again? <laughs> book booking. Like, like, he will turn around to Triple H and say, I want Solo Sokoa to have a title on him by next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, that's fine. You do the math. Yeah, exactly. You go and work out the nuts and bolts. And I think he came in and he was involved in that Raw after Mania and he clearly suffered a bit from it. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh. He's he's not I mean, good at the week to week stuff anymore. You know I extended my trip to WrestleMania by one day to go to Raw after WrestleMania because it's my favourite, you know, wrestling event of the year and it was so disappointing. <sighs> Had a great time with Alistair Bowler, though. So yeah, 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 what a man. What two, a man. 2K's absolute, you know, if you want a man to represent your company, Alistair Bowler. 
Absolutely never let him go, 2K. Complete and utter hero. Um, I think that actually in the, in the weeks since, SmackDown's been pretty consistently strong. I think that the last two Raws have been excellent, particularly considering that two weeks ago you had the Seattle Raw where, you know, there, there were the flight problems and lots of people couldn't turn up on time. And they managed to work that into a story with having Sammy and, and, and Matt Riddle come in and, and make the save on the main event. But you... They put together a good event considering. I think that might mm-hmm. have been why they pulled the Trish Stratus trigger there was because it was a case of, oh no, we've lost half our show. Let's just, pull, just do it. Yeah. Let's pull it off here. Let's go for it. But then this week's Raw I thought was absolutely excellent. I think my only concern is firstly it was very wrestling heavy and the wrestling was very, very good. Particularly the Miz who put on one of his best showings in a long time. They continued to make Austin Theory look strong. They continue to make Solo look strong and Rey Mysterio, you know, doesn't need to go over to continue to look like a superstar. So there's loads to really like about it. I think my only concern right now with WWE says so two things. We'll talk the Cody storyline in a moment. But firstly, they have advertised that there is a draft coming up. And yet the main event for both SmackDown and Raw in the last few weeks and the major wrestling beats have relied on Judgment Day, LWO, Bloodline, Sammy, uh, Kevin plus Matt Riddle coming back and his beef with Sokoa. They need a name. There, there, is, there, there is no... It's like going back to old school, mm. no brand split WWE. I don't necessarily think that's an issue, but if you're advertising a draft coming up, you need to actually have some significance to why there's a draft. Whether that's splitting the belts, tag and main belt, so that you have a reason for wanting to go to one of the two brands, or whether it's pl- splitting stars or putting stars in different place. You know, it, it's a, maybe a good way to keep Cody and Roman apart, for example, if yeah. you make Roman a one-show guy. I just think that, the way that they have the TV deals with USA and with Fox and the way that they need to appeal to both SmackDown and Raw and the way that SmackDown has been built up to be alongside Raw is as big, if not even a bigger show now, it it means that that brand split situation doesn't work for me. It could solve some issues, Mm. but as it currently stands, it doesn't work for me. Do you know what? I was speaking with someone you might know, you might not know him. If you're a TalkSport listener, you'll know Super Sam Ellard from the TalkSport Breakfast Show. Now now verified on Instagram, and that is a thing in the UK because you still can't pay for that in the UK. I know in America you can now pay for that, but yeah, he's doing very well for himself because he's got a blue tick. And he was saying that he just hates that Roman Reigns has got these two belts and he's not working the next show. And he is, you know, more of a casual fan, and I can absolutely agree with that because... He, d- he never sees the world title defended other than four times a year or whatever it is. And I was saying to him, imagine that something happens where Roman Reigns comes back after his little post-WrestleMania vacation and, you know, an authority figure of some kind, could be Triple H, says, sorry, Roman, one of the belts, we're doing the draft, at the draft maybe, one of the belts is going to have to go and he has to reluctantly relinquish it. Then you have a whole storyline of, angry, annoyed Roman Reigns. And that could be really good. You know, and he could be, you know, does Triple H get more involved in the actual storyline stuff? Obviously, he's not going to wrestle, but he could certainly have a couple of guys taking care of business for him. Then there's all these possibilities, but they probably won't all happen. He'll probably just come back with his two titles and hold them for a thousand days. And, (laughs) you know, they're desperate to have him have them for a thousand days, aren't they? Uh, It does seem that way. Uh, I, uh, how are you feeling about Cody Brock because you were there to see both Brock come out to see the turn as well really good promos I thought from both on on Monday Night Raw last night and Cody just continues to kill it on the mic last week 
What's the direction here now? Is this a reaction to fans being livid that Cody didn't get the chance? Mm. But surely the obvious situation there is to give him a rematch. Yeah, I think it's to take him away from Roman Reigns because they know Roman Reigns isn't available for a, a little while. So, so you can't. You've got to keep keep Cody beating big guys. Is Brock going to lose to Cody Rhodes? I, I think he does. I guess. I, I guess. I, I think the idea here is that Cody came in and and you could easily have Brock push this angle he didn't so much last night but you could easily have Brock push the angle of he's walked back into this company and have everything handed on to him on a plate mm. he's a legacy guy Dusty is uh, is passed away and you are giving him everything and you're handing it all to him if you're going kind of kayfabe and, mm-hmm. and trying to stick to that kind of narrative uh, for me if they build this as Cody has now got to overcome a series of hurdles. He's got to overcome uh, Brock. He's got to overcome Randy when he returns. No, no, no. Oh, He's got no, to overcome... No, 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 no. That, see, that Randy... I've got it mapped out in my head. I'm fantasy booking. <laughs> right, he runs through Brock. He then gets Omos or someone. Then he gets Braun... And then he gets... Oh, you're going just big guys. See, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy for it to be kind of main event. I think Drew's a good shout, but yeah, I think... Yeah, yeah, all these big guys. Right. He stays then involved he... in the IC title picture for now, I suspect. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. but whenever Cody finally wins the title, zzz, title, whatever, he's celebrating RKO out of nowhere. Oh, RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fluffed my lines there with the most important bit. That's why I'm not a wrestler hitting an RKO, but he hits a, one of the most, you know, iconic RKOs of all time, and then that's launched straight into that. Perfect. That's what I want. Right, yeah. It won't happen, because I booked it, but it won't, <laughs> you know what I mean? C- Cody, uh, and it does... Cody and Randy obviously makes the world of sense from when they came oh, in together. Yes. Yes, and, it, and it works along with the Drew and Sheamus stuff, and it's, uh, it works with, as well, the kind of guy that Randy has become in recent years, and, and his willingness to be more... Uh, collaborative and more involved in the storylines and just being just a, just a better dude all around mm. it seems so I do like that but I just think like if the storyline here is Cody's got to run through a bunch of guys before he gets back to a shot of the title then I'm alright with it if you finally put it on him next year's Mania Fine. this year's SummerSlam this year's Survivor Series he's gonna he will reach that mountaintop I'm absolutely convinced of it whether it the only thing for me is it cheapens it if it turns if he if they have a brand split, yeah. they split the belts and he wins the other belt. That cheapens it ver- with the Roman storyline. I think no, they need to he focus wins on the long term story. He wins both, and because he's such a baby face, he goes, <laughs> "You know what? I don't need both titles. I ne- my father told me that title should be defended or something. He'll just do a promo, and then he- they'll do a tournament for that belt. He brings back the world's heavyweight championship because that was the belt at the time that his dad was in it. And yeah, yeah anyway, yeah, all yeah, of that yeah. stuff. I've got a question for you. Actually, well, it's come to me. Yeah. What does Roman Reigns do when he eventually does lose those titles, probably to Cody Rhodes? Where does he go? Is it an internal family thing? I think, yeah, that's it has to be the... Implosion of the bloodline. I think that you keep booking Solo super, super strong. You, yeah. you do put an IC title on him or a US title or whatever it might be. 24-7 championship. I think... <laughs> I'm, I'm currently I'm currently the holder of that on my rise on uh, WWE 2K23. Excellent. Uh, I would say that you want to book him and Solo, definitely. Mm. I think him and Jay or Jimmy or anything in that region works. I think, obviously, The Rock is still very much hanging over it. I don't think Roman needs it, but I think that no. hangs over there as well. 
I think it probably takes a step back for a little while as well. That's the I other think, thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether he wants to go into acting. I think there was a rumour he was taking acting classes, but, you know, like The Rock's done the acting and The Miz. The Miz has done more acting than him, let's face it. <laughs> John Cena's obviously done loads of acting as well. Batista's done loads of acting. Becky Lynch has now got a massive agent, hasn't she? And she's trying to get some acting work and whatever. But I don't see Roman's really not, not doing that acting. So I don't know whether he's dropped that as uh, something he wants to do. But, yeah, I would like to see WrestleMania when it all implodes say that Cody does win at SummerSlam for example or the Royal Rumble or whatever then Wrestlemania next year could be Solo versus Roman and Jay versus Jimmy everyone hates each other just like a big punch up a full bloodline explosion. Yeah. yeah. I think that happens eventually. That's I what really I want to see. That's what I want to see, Well, uh, Right, so we've talked about AEW, we've talked about the London, we've talked about the, the, London. the London, the London show, <laughs> just the London, uh, and, and plenty on uh, on our thoughts on WWE post, um, post-mania booking. Obviously, we're going to keep building up to Backlash and we're going to have guests coming up over the coming weeks. We've also got loads of content to still bring you from WrestleMania week as well, some of the interviews we didn't bring you on the week. So we'll have some bonus shows involving that as well. Uh, and we will be here every week uh, bringing you this show bringing you the very best of our thoughts and highlights, whether it's normally Tuesday or Wednesday morning, we'll be out via the Fight Night feed. But in the meantime, ahead of tickets coming out for AEW's All In in London on May 5th at Wembley Stadium on August 29th. Delighted to say that joining the show now, the brilliant Soraya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Delighted to have joining the show now uh, ahead of AEW's London debut finally happening later this year, and you know it's just a little show at Wembley Stadium. Nothing. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Soraya's with us. Soraya, how you doing? How you doing? Oh man, I'm so I'm so good. I'm very excited because you know I haven't been in front of a UK for like what seven years, something like that, and it's just the most incredible. I mean, I'm making history of AEW. It's the first time I ever come over there, and then again, 
we have an our WrestleMania moment, the first, you know, our WrestleMania one moment where we're going to be in this 90,000 seat stadium. And I was, I say on every interview because I know how hardcore British fans can be. And so I just know they're going to like, they're going to fill it out. We're going to have people from America flying out. We're going to have people from Europe flying in, you know, because again, I always say we're like a stone throw away from like Spain, Italy, France, Norway, like everything's Switzerland. Everything is very close by. So I just feel like it's going to be, it's going to be great. The atmosphere is going to be incredible. A lot of people are going to be very drunk in the crowd, but they'd be having a great time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's just, I'm so, I feel so fortunate and I'm going to have friends and family over there. I got, you know, friends flying over from America to come and watch it too. And it's just the most incredible, just to experience that is just going to be insane. So I'm excited. Are you going to be there? Oh, of course we'll be there. And you mentioned the seven years thing. It's literally seven years today since you last wrestled in front of a UK crowd. Is it really today? Oh my gosh. Today. Wow. It was a SmackDown taping in Tuesday in April. I was there for that. And uh, honestly, the hype to get you back in front of a UK crowd. Like, are you feeling that weight? Are you feeling that kind of, you know, knowing that, uh, what? So you were 23 when you last wrestled in front of a UK crowd? Like, that's mad. 23, 24? Yeah, something like that. Well, yeah, I would be 20, I'll be 31 by the time we come over there. It's two weeks that- after my birthday, so it's going to be a great birthday present for me, that's for sure. But yeah, on you know, I went from on my birthday before winning a Divas Championship to then on my birthday two weeks later, I'm going to be like wrestling at Wembley Stadium. That's that's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I feel I get the butterflies in my chest and my stomach. I get the chills. They feel kind of nauseous. So I'm like, I better, I better don't f this up, you know. But I just know how. Again, I always tell people like British fans are so supportive. And they'll boo the bad guys, they'll cheer the good guys, but they're going to be having the best time. They're going to be singing entrance music. They're going to be just, I mean, you know how Larry they get over there. And that, that makes it so exciting for me because, and there's wrestlers that have never wrestled in front of a UK crowd before. So it's just going to be like the most incredible experience for everybody. And I'm just excited. I'm going to be like, yes, like me and Jamie here, we're both British. So maybe we'll get to wrestle each other. Do get out. Got Who's the best Brit? Fingers firmly crossed for that. As someone you grew up on the British wrestling scene and, and, and as a kind of someone with a legacy in that scene as well, you mentioned WrestleMania 1. For me, it's the going back to Wembley, SummerSlam 92, Bretton Bulldog. Like that's the history of that location for me. And yeah. th- how does that, does that come to mind for you? Does that, is there a feeling for you of like that being probably the most significant wrestling event in the UK to have ever happened before was at Wembley yeah. and being back there and putting on something like this? Yeah, I say WrestleMania, not because of the location, because it wasn't in the UK. I don't believe WrestleMania went right. It was, uh, it, I'm just saying it as like, as it was a huge, it's a huge event. And it's the first ever big event where you're in the stadium with 90,000 people for AEW and first time ever in the UK. It's just that, that big event feel to it, you know? And I mean, people would say, oh, they, they're doing this, 20,000 arena they can't fill it out then they fill it out oh there's like this amount they're not gonna be able to fill it out they fill it out and so like here I'm just so excited because I believe it's gonna be filled to the brim and I believe it's gonna have that big moment feel like for you SummerSlam like SummerSlam is kind of like the Wrestlemania anyway because you have the access you have all these things leading up to it so hopefully we have, you know, stuff like that leading up into Wembley too, where we have a whole week of things that we can do and shows. I mean, we have 
Ring of Honor, we have Dark, we have uh, Rampage as well as Dynamite. You know, hopefully we can do all those shows that week too to have that big event feel. But and maybe we could do a package deal where you buy a certain amount and you get to come to all of them. But yeah, it should be an incredible, incredible. Like my boyfriend, he's peeking his head around the corner and the dogs here. My absolute, they keep doing that in interviews today and I keep getting distracted. Is it something when you first joined AEW, it's something Tony has talked about since before the pandemic. Obviously he has links with the UK with Fulham and with, with the Jaguars yep. as well. Like he's talked about bringing shows out here since maybe 2018, 2019. Is it something he spoke to you about when you first joined AEW that this was a potential in the future to, to get back in front of a home crowd? Yeah, well, he spoke about loving England a lot, as you can tell. Like, he loves the UK and he loves the UK fans. And yeah, it has been a big dream of his to, to be able to take AEW over there. So, yeah, I mean, again, and he has a lot of British talent as well that he likes to bring in. And, he, you know, he gives a lot of British people opportunities. And yeah, he's just such a, he, I, I think he's like half British. I'm just going to say it. he's not. I'm going I'm to start that rumor. I'm like, <laughs> he's not. But he, de- he definitely uh, like has some British ancestry, you know, or something like that, because he's very much in love with the country. And um, what better way to, you know, then bring AEW over there, but to also, you know, just throw his balls to the wall, just go for Wembley, you know, like he's just he believes in England so much that he believes that like it will one hundred percent sell out. And I love that. I love that. Is there anything that you miss about being back in the UK? I don't know if you get over often to see the family and stuff, but like when you first land in, what is your first destination, the first restaurant, the first bar you go to? Like if you're taking some of your new AEW friends out in England, you're like, right, these are the spots we've got to hit. Well, I don't, well, I don't go out anymore. I'm sober for the last five years, but there is spots I will send them. I'll just, I'll just get my brothers <laughs> to take them out. But yeah, I'm like, go down to Norwich, go down Prince Wales Road. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I I would usually just get my mom to cook for everybody because she's such an amazing cook and I miss her food. And whenever she comes over here, like, and if I move into a new house, I always show her the kitchens. I'm like, this is where you're going to be when you come over. Um, I just, I love, I love just her food. I miss roast dinners. I miss, I just miss food. And um, Americans don't like British food that much. It's a little secret there. <laughs> they don't like it. They like banoffee pie and they don't like much else of it. But I'm like, you haven't tried my mom's cooking though. You need home style cooking. That's where you need to go. Um, but yeah, I, I I miss the food. I see my niece and nephews. I love them. Obviously, we're starting to get Nando's over here, but Cheeky Nando's is the place to go as well. Um, so yeah, anything like anything like that. And again, we have a couple of Brits there. You know, we have Jamie and and all that, and they're probably going to be bring us a British talent into. And I'm sure they're going to show the roster a hell of a time over there. You mentioned Jamie and, and, you know, having a Brit at the top of the women's division right now. How have you found working with her? How impressed have you been with her? And, and like you say, the hope is, is that we get the two of you going out in London, fingers crossed. Well, you know what? I was shocked because we were having a conversation backstage about green cards and visas and all that kind of stuff. And Jamie's like, oh, yeah. I was like, how long have you been here for now? Like, And she's like, a year. And I'm like, what? I was so shocked because... She's just adjusted and climbed so quickly because people just love her. Like she came in and people like knew who she was, but she wasn't like globally known to like be in this global star where as soon as she walks out, it's the easiest day ever for me because she just, people love her. And as much as Brit doesn't like being a baby face, she's a hell of a baby face. (laughs) So those two together, they get cheered so loud. Those two and Willow. 
are just easiest days ever. But yeah, it's incredible, you know, working with Jamie. She's so easy to work with and she's just, there's no ego about her. And, and you know, just doing that triple threat. She was like, I'll do anything. You know, she's just eager and she's just like, she'll just, she's like, yeah, I'll do anything, whatever you feel comfortable with. She's just an incredible person. Um, you know, she's one of those girls that, a quiet, you know, at first. She's a little quiet. She's very sweet. When you talk to her, though, she's like, she'll talk your ear off, but she's like very, like, you know, quiet. She has the hood up and stuff like that. She's just very, very sweet person. And I, I really enjoy her. And I like that about her, too. So, yeah, it's just, you know, being able to work with her and storyline has just been so easy. I don't have to do very much. She's a, she's a goddamn baby face. Love it. Absolutely love it. I, I, the other person who you've mentioned working with in recent days and, and, you know, there were rumors that you two might be doing something uh, a couple of months ago, but we're looking forward to hopefully an AEW debut in the near future for Mercedes Monet. I don't know if you've yeah. seen in the last in the last day, she's tweeted asking people who the best indie wrestlers in the UK are right now. So she's teasing coming out and doing a run out here herself. Talk a little bit about the idea of getting back in the ring with someone who obviously you've got so much history with and, and hopefully we're going to see more of it. Yeah, so I haven't seen social media. I, I delete it off my phone because I mean, people can be so shady on the. So I take little minutes. So I haven't, I haven't looked at it. But if she's tweeting that, that's awesome because again, it's bringing eyes to the UK women's scene as well, which I really appreciate her doing. But yeah, like it would be a full circle moment for us. Like I feel like you know, there's people have been just being like you and Jamie at Wembley, or you and Mercedes at Wembley. You know, like they, they want to see either one of those matches. And I'm like, well, I might as well just make it a triple threat. You know, <laughs> that would be my dream right there. But no, it would just, it'd be incredible to face Mercedes again. I haven't seen her in years, you know. And again, she was the first person when I found out about my neck. She was one of the first people that I had text to let her know. Um, like, I'm all good now, you know. And it's just awesome to see her thrive. She's in the Mandalorian again. She's killing it on red carpets. She's modeling. She's doing all these things. And it's just really incredible to see. So to be able to eventually have a match against her, you know, it would be it'd be awesome. I would love it. And it's just, um, it's not a case of, you know, if it's a case of like when. I will get that match one day, whether it be sooner, later, years from now. Hopefully, you know, we get to face each other. Love it. Uh, what about yourself personally? You mentioned, you know, the five years sober now, seven months since your return to a wrestling ring. Like, uh, you've talked so candidly about things over the years. What's your headspace like now? Like you seem in a really good place whenever we see you chatting and in this moment here, but how are you kind of in yourself right now? Oh, no, I feel fantastic. This is the best I've ever felt in my life. You know, I just moved into a nice, beautiful house to me and my boyfriend have been together five years. You have two beautiful dogs. I have a wonderful family. I love my job. You know, it's just everything just feels so much more relaxed and a lot easy. And then on top of that, I know how to manage my mental health a lot better you know these days rather than you know five years ago when the first thing i did was drink and do drugs now i, I focus more on just uh, just relaxing and taking time for myself and you know having again saying you know having those mental health breaks on social media really really helped um and also when i go to work i usually fly in and out because i just love being home i love being at work i love doing my job but i go there do my job and then i fly straight out because you know, um, I just, like, I love being around Renee. I love being around the girls and stuff like that. But, like, you know, if people, you know, some people can go out drinking and whatever and stuff like that. And it's just it's just not my thing. So I'd rather just get in and out of this. That really helps me, too. Um, 
But yeah, everything's wonderful. Everything's great. And, you know, be again, AEW, everyone backstage is just really sweet. Oh my gosh. Like uh, my, my boyfriend noticed it. I brought him backstage before and he was like, everyone's just so sweet and welcoming. Like everyone's just nice people. Like everyone's just happy that you're here. They're like, at first they don't even know who you are. And then they're just like, you're family now, you know? And they're just really, really great people. And I just feel so lucky to be a part of it. Last couple from me, sorry. I, I, I wonder, yeah, you have spoken a lot about that moment of returning and getting that first pop from the crowd. Are you still, when you turn up for, you know, whether it be a, a Wednesday night, whether it be a pay-per-view, are you still getting that same feeling every time you go out there? Is it, is it starting to feel normal again yet? Or are you still kind of pinching yourself that this is happening? No, we still get excited. I remember getting told if you lose a butterflies, you shouldn't be in the business anymore. And I, so I get excited every time I go out there. I get nervous. Like all three of us before we're walking out, we're like jumping around. We're freaking out. We're like, oh my God, I feel like I need to go to the bathroom right now, you know? And so like we, we're all just like freaking out. And then like as soon as the music hits, like, bam, you know, the switch flips, then we go into character. But yeah, I still get that feeling. It still feels really incredible, um, especially, again, being a heel, which is my bread and butter. I love being a heel. I can have so much fun with it. I can be a little bit more creative with it. I can talk more shit with it, and it feels good. And I don't get my feelings hurt as much. If people are, like, cussing at me, I'm not a baby face. Anymore. I'm like, whatever. All right, I'm doing my job. How did the outcast, because you, Ruby, and Tony make so much sense, how did that come together? Who pitched that idea? Because it just... I remember when it started coming together storyline-wise, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. That's exactly who should be paired together. It kind of all just kind of started falling together, honestly, because, um, you know, we start, I, Tony put the, all these different matches together and there was no really sto- story to him right after me and Britt were done, right? And then they just kind of started, like, going together. And then Tony's like, I want to turn heel. And then uh, Tony Khan did this thing where he was like, Oh, we have to do this promo with Sheeta. My dog's drinking out the toilet again. He keeps doing that. Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy. Ozzy, stop it. Oh, my God. We did this backstage with Sheeta, and it was like I had to, you know, tell Tony, like, hey, I want you to be my partner, but I told Tony Khan because he was there for it. I was like, do you, do you care if I turn my back to Sheeta? I feel like it's really shitty to do. And it might come across as a little heelish, but I kind of wanted to turn a heel, you know? And he was like, sure. And so he did. He was like, I love it. That was hilarious, you know? And she did just was so great with her response to it too. So then he started seeing like me and Tony together more and more. And like, we started just building like this t- like tag team where we were just more obsessed with like each other and just started hating everybody else. And then we were like, okay, but we need to bring like one more person in because uh, they wanted to eventually do the six man or whatever. And uh, we were talking about Ruby. So then uh, I was like, what well, better fit than Ruby? Ruby is, you know, ex-WWE too. You know, we're, we're outside a kind of thing. And like, and I love to give nods to like NWO. They're one of my favorite factions. And people always talk shit like, you're ripping them off. I'm like, no, actually I'm inspired by them. And I would be very open to admit that. Like, I'm not just pretending that they didn't exist. Of course not. No one's going to pretend that they didn't exist. But I'm absolutely inspired by them. I thought they were the coolest people ever. Outsiders, freaking, you know, NWR, all that, like DX, you know. And I just felt like they were just very cool groups that, you know, just didn't give a fuck, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm inspired by that. It's 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 weird to me that like 
Bullet Club can run for so long, so clearly being an NWO and doing all those things. And, and people are like, oh, that's great. Love them doing the two sweet, love them. And now they're like, oh, you're ripping them off. That seems bizarre to me. Like, it's the, I, I'm telling you, it's when girls do shit. I'm telling you, it's like, <laughs> or when I do something, <laughs> they just, and it's so easy for me to be, be a girl because they just hate me. They really have like this blood boiling hate for me. And I don't know why. I'm just like, easy money, though. I mean, you, you're giving me, like, the easiest paycheck of my career. I don't have to do shit to piss you off. But it's just like, anytime, like, we're doing, our female does something, it's just like, you're a ripoff, you're doing this, you're doing that. And I'm just like, calm down. We're having fun. And we, at this time, at, point, at this point in time, like, all three of us having so much fun that we literally don't give a crap about it. what anyone's saying. We're like, we're having fun. We're enjoying ourselves. We love it. And you're actually making us laugh and smile when you hate us so much because we're just like, this is so easy. And then we we, we did the shield thing last week. Oh, we were like, get ready for love this it. one. We were just like, we were like, all right, we're just going to keep doing, you know, the, the, like, you know, like rip offs of stuff just to piss people off now. And like people are just like, ah, they're ripping their hair out about it. And I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, they might hate you. We love you over here in the UK. We can't wait for you I know. to get back. I love my UK fam. I think the last time I saw you in person, and this is with the seven years off, maybe not a surprise, but it's going way back to New Orleans. And you told oh, us it. then that your old man is a big, big talk sport fan. He and we is. talked we talked about getting him in the studio then, and then obviously, you know, things didn't go the way you wanted over the next year or so, but I mean, if the family babies are going to be in London for all in, I think we've got to get you all in studio, right? We've all got to get you in 100%. in with Alan Brazil, do a full-on talk sport AEW crossover. I, I, if it doesn't happen, I'll be disappointed. Oh, my dad would love that. I actually just said this to my boyfriend today. I was like, oh, I'm doing talk sport. My dad is obsessed with talk sport. But you guys used to annoy the shit out of me. But, and here's, here's the reason why. is because my dad would always play talk sport to go to sleep too. So he had it up and like, you know, we had like a little house and the walls were pretty thin and stuff. And it just, it was just constantly blasting. And it was like in my ear, felt like a fly in my ear after a while. I was like, Dad! and like when they were asleep, I'd sneak in and I'd turn it all the way down because I go to sleep. But, um, uh, you know, I grew out from, I grew grown out from that, of course. I'm, I'm slightly worried you're going to get PTSD I, when you turn up PTSD, now. You're going to be like, <laughs> no, but I, I love TalkSport. And, uh, you know, everyone that I spoke to in regards to TalkSport have just been absolute angels, including yourself. So thank you so much. But yeah, you guys used to torture me when I was younger in my in my Norwich days. So thank you so much. <laughs> I promise it'll be nothing but love this summer. Sorry, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Really, really thank appreciate you. it. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see what you do for the next few months and see you in August. Yeah, thank you. See you in August. Also, make sure you bring birthday gifts because it's two weeks after my birthday. All right. Oh, don't you worry. We'll have the studio full of them. Thank you. That's <laughs> all I need. I'm the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Talk Sports WWE coverage brought to you by WWE 2K23. Soraya joining us. Nose tickets for AEW All In come out on May the 5th. I implore you, get your tickets, get involved. I think it's going to be an incredible event. I know there's a lot of question marks over them running a venue the size of Wembley, but as you heard from Soraya there, they are all in. Yep, I did it, John. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I am hilarious. Actually, Will, while you were just chatting to Soraya there, I have been looking at the popular flight app Skyscanner. There's an <laughs> overnight flight from Portland to Toronto, 10.55pm on the Saturday, gets there at half six in the morning on Sunday, have a sleep, have a little brunch, 
go to Forbidden Door. It's going to happen, Will. Uh, I'll, get... I'll bring you some uh, some more content from there, and I, and I bet you there's a high chance Will will accidentally find himself in Toronto <laughs> that day if there's anything he can do. I told you, it's Glastonbury weekend, it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, of course not. Uh, all In is happening August Bank Holiday Weekend. Uh, it's August 27th. I've been saying 29th for some reason, but August 27th. Tickets out on May 5th. Get involved in that. Keep checking out our content online as well at talksport.com forward slash wrestling and with our YouTube channels, Twitter, Instagram. We'll put out videos from the interview with Soraya on there and any other content that we get. In the meantime, rate and subscribe. Tell your friends. Get involved. Download. Listen to the show. Uh, thank you for listening. And don't forget, Mark's a people too. Yeah, this is Talk Wrestling from TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 